0: I got very <laughs> All right, creatures of the night. Welcome to Talking Taker, episode 179 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio. I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man talking, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is the crown prince of podcasting, Mr. Travis White. Travis, my friend, I hope you have your passport stamped. I hope you have it at the ready. I know we are living in quarantine. Uh, we are living in, in 2021, the time of coronavirus. You can't really travel, but we are about to start our world Tour with The Undertaker as we take it back to 2018 and to the first ever greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. Let's get on the plane and go.
1: Let's go. Are you saying we're about to take this as Taker Worldwide? Hello. I can't do it on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, is, he's going to come up in a second <laughs> so, Oh, we can spend yeah, the whole podcast talking talk about, about that, that. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So good Bonus episode, we'll just watch that clip over and over again Yes. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is the first and only ever Greatest Royal Rumble So it is the Greatest Royal Rumble So if they have one with one less participant, will it be the Great Royal Rumble? I
0: think it
1: would have to be, yeah, yeah. Okay, well yeah, this is the Greatest Royal Rumble, episode 179 Crazy, man
0: and, and the greatest thing, you know, we've had so many awesome coincidences and such great timing on this podcast with a lot of our yeah. episodes. They sync up with all these great anniversaries. And it's incredible, dude. We're, we are dropping this episode talking about The Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match on Rusev Day. Can you believe it? That's dude? right.
1: I can't. mean, the way that lined up was amazing. I could not <laughs> believe that. Dude, I checked the calendar. I was like, this part... is Rusev Day. It's fake. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say that we're dropping the greatest Royal Rumble, like near Royal Rumble time in real life. Like 2021 true. we're going to be. But like, it's funny because this is the greatest Royal Rumble. It's the biggest one I've ever had. And the one we're about to have in real life in 2021 is going to be not the smallest amount, but the smallest amount of fans ever. So this was one of the biggest, <laughs> largest amount of fans. And they're going to have the smallest amount of fans ever at this point. So, yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be weird.
0: It's a weird time, and this is a weird build-up here, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you might be looking at your podcast feed, wondering what the heck we're going to talk about here. And uh, Travis, I don't know how you're going to handle it, because you are uh, hashtag Twitterless Travis, so I don't know how you're going to handle this build-up, because it, it takes place primarily over Twitter.
1: <laughs> it does. I had to just get on as a, as a guest and just find out what happened <laughs> on Twitter.
0: Uh, and... You know, it's uh, we we've said since the beginning we are not insiders. We are not. We don't have any backstage information. We are just fans, and so that's also going to make this episode a little bit more difficult because there is a lot of just kind of, uh, as Bruce Pritchard would say, a lot of Kabukiish stuff going on <laughs> with this match build-up. Doesn't make a lot of it's sense, fun, but <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It's funny. Uh, we're gonna tell the story of it, and again. We've not only charted the history of The Undertaker's career, we're charting the history of the pro wrestling business, and this is a buildup that you could not have seen back in 1990. This is something that could only really take place uh, in the modern day. So uh, let's take our time traveling, Hearst. We're going to take it all the way back to 2018, and we're going to pick up. Right after WrestleMania 34 with The Undertaker squashing John Cena in an absolutely shocking match uh, in the Superdome in New Orleans. Getting his mojo back. And now that he's got it back, he's got his momentum, what is he going to do next? Well, he's going to get booked on this bizarre greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view from Saudi Arabia through a tweet.
1: Well, yeah, so they actually announced this pay-per-view back in March. It's like, so this is pre-Royal Rumble, I mean, pre-WrestleMania. They announced that they're doing this. They're, You know, it's a, I think it was like a 10-year deal with Saudi Arabia to do like a couple shows a year. And, uh, you know, big deal financially for them, obviously. Um, but so, yeah, they announced it in March. And I guess, like I mentioned last week, Vince is a promoter. He's going to promote that as an event. Like, it's going to be a big deal no matter what's on the card. But, yeah, then... In a in a tweet that it's pff, on on March or no April 11th, it's announced uh, via Twitter that it's going to be a casket match between Rusev and the Undertaker. Um, but it's very weird because Rusev was kind of mega over as a babyface at this time. Uh, like you said last week, they were that's what people were there for in New Orleans was him, you know, and Rousey, and so. That Rusev day shtick was real, real over, and so to put him, and almost hamper or you know dampen that by putting him with Taker was an odd choice to begin with, you know, and to announce it in a tweet. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh,
0: you know, as I said last week, you know, I was at WrestleMania thirty four. I was lucky enough to be there, yeah, and. Um, the the most over guy from my view was Rusev there that night in New Orleans when we were outside waiting for tickets it was just Rusev day Rusev day and when you got into the arena when you're walking to concession stands they were just Rusev day Rusev day chants throughout the pre-show it was going on um, I don't know how much of that came through on TV but being there live um, it was crazy and, and you could hear it uh, you could hear it on TV. You could see it on the TVs building up to there. Um, mm-hmm. And it, but it was weird because they never really turned him babyface. From what right. I recall, you know, I wasn't watching as much back then. Um, but I mean, he was sort of just kind of a tweener,
1: right? Yeah, he was like I guess officially like a heel, but like walking the line of doing babyface. Stuff. He was he was playing up the reaction as a babyface. Sure. He wasn't yeah. letting. He wasn't doing what they used to do with Roman, and like when fans boo him, just pretending it didn't happen. Like he was, they were allowing the fans to cheer, and they were playing it up. But like he was still kind of a heel, on the heel side, but still, it was just weird. Like you could see this organically growing as a babyface, and they're gonna just put him in there with Taker, who is gonna be an even more over babyface, no matter what, you know. So it's kind of weird, a weird choice. But um, yeah, again, dude, announced via tweet, and then let's just take it to the Twitter machine because Rusev just takes it to another level here.
0: <laughs> and this is what everyone, I'm sure, remembers about this. The infamous tweet from Rusev. Uh, we talked about Roman's five-word promo from last week uh, where he said everything he needed to say. He said, this is my yard now, and dropped the mic. Well, Rusev responded to this announcement about this casket match of the greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view with an absolutely iconic four-word tweet where he said
2: Uh, bury me softly
0: brother (laughs) i mean how do you interpret this travis what what, what do you see as the uh the deeper meaning of bury me
1: softly brother well that i see a guy (laughs) knowing his position on the card and in this match i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna get buried in a casket um you know it's not a very a lot but like i'm just go ahead and put me down but don't put me down too bad and dampen my career you know what i'm saying like that's that's the way i'm interpreting that bury me softly brother
0: you know wwe and vince McMahon, they're so weird about stuff like this like sometimes they love it sometimes they play mm-hmm. into it sometimes they want people to to break kayfabe. sometimes they want them to just tweet whatever And then if Vince wakes up on the wrong side of the bed the next day, he gets all grumpy about it and doesn't like uh, when guys are saying stuff Mm -hmm. like this. So sometimes he pays attention to it. Sometimes he doesn't. But apparently on this occasion, word got back to him. He didn't like it. And also apparently uh, from what we have read and researched, the reaction that Rusev gave Vince McMahon backstage uh, when he was told about this match was not exactly what Vince was expecting either.
1: Yeah, Rusev has said, I think on an episode of Ride Along, and I've heard him on a couple podcasts talk about when he found out he was facing Taker in a casket match, like, he he laughed. He was like, "Ah, okay, he like, yeah, okay, like, laughed about it, and he thought Vince was ribbing him, like, thought Vince was joking, because it just came out of nowhere. Like, it made yes. no sense. And he's not wrong.
2: I got called in the office by Vince. He said, uh, I don't know what we talked about. He said, Miro, um, I got you working with uh, with Taker in Saudi Arabia. And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm winning, right? That's exactly what I said. That's what exact my reaction was. Because I thought he was joking. Like, I was nowhere near, like, why would I work Taker? You know, taker is taker. And I know I had the Rusev Day thing. I know that. And they were thinking of turning me a good guy. Whatever, right? But I never thought I would work taker. And I never thought. And in Saudi Arabia, in front of 60,000 people, so I thought it was a joke. So I said, and I'm going over, right? And he like, ha, ha, ha. he kind of looked at me weird. I'm like, all right, sir. I'll see you next time.
1: He has every reason. And again, he's probably laughing because he's like, like, that's a big deal to be in a casket match. Take that's a big spot. So probably laughing like, okay, like yeah, right. And then he said on, on record that Road Dogg told him later like, dude, you should not have laughed. Like you, like what are you doing in there? And he's like, there's no ways. So there's like there's no way Vince is serious. So he suspects that between him laughing and that tweet, that's what got him pulled from the match. So
0: well, you just said it right there. He is uh, 24 hours later is going to be pulled. From this casket match. Uh, And again, through Twitter, uh, we find out uh, that this casket match has now been changed. And Rusev has been been replaced by none other than Chris Jericho. Which also comes out of nowhere. (laughs) And it's perhaps even more shocking than Rusev being in there. Because... In 2018, if you'll remember, this is when Chris Jericho started hopping over to New Japan, right? I guess Mm -hmm. in in 2017, a little bit before this. So he had sort of left WWE. He was, I I think he held a title in New Japan at at this point. He was Uh, the Intercontinental Champion.
1: Not yet? Okay. Not not yet he would win that in so okay so he appeared in November and like came on the screen against and called out Kenny Omega they wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th right lost to yeah. Kenny and then he would agreed to come and wrestle Naito I think he attacked him at New Year's Dash not after and so he agreed to go uh, wrestle at Dominion which is in June and that was going to be him and Naito for oh, the, okay. the Intercontinental title he wins it that night but that's in June so he's got another whatever two months so he like oh, – so let me skip down my notes here. So yeah, he says – according to Jericho, he says he was told by Vince he was originally going to be in the casket match because that's what Saudi wanted. But then when he told Vince he was working Dominion, Vince said he didn't care. And then Jericho finds out the next day it's Rusev and and Taker. So there's so many he said, she said stuff here. And so then – and then he says that Saudi didn't. He was told Saudi didn't like that. So the next day they announced Jericho in the match. So again, you got the Saudis didn't like it. You got Vince didn't like the Bear Me Softly, brother. You got all this stuff. And then Vince takes Jericho. or No, so he he puts Jericho in the match, like we just like we just talking about now. And then we'll see where it goes from here. But Jericho was already announced for the Greatest yes. Royal Rumble itself. So he was supposed to be there no matter what. And um, but yeah, so yeah, on April twelfth, he said, twenty four hours after being announced as Taker and Rusev, now it's Taker and Jericho, and they're going to kind of kayfabe this a little bit with Twitter again. <laughs> they do.
0: Uh, so Lana, who uh, the ravishing Russian uh, Rusev's wife on screen and off screen, uh, tweets out that all over the world, little boys and girls are celebrating Rusev Day. They smile for the greatest superstar ever. I have already spoken with WWE officials to change that match because I refuse to let my husband compete in a casket match at hashtag WWEGRR. Happy hashtag Rusev Day. we don't have the audio clips for that.
1: I gotta make them up. Man. I gotta, I gotta do it again. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. There's
0: nothing on television.
1: No, there isn't. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, So this, um, we got Jericho and Taker, which again, makes less sense because we know the fans that Jericho is kind of on a handshake deal with New Japan and going to be here at this show. But, um, you know, it would have been, it it is a bigger marquee match. You got two icons of the Attitude Era. So to me, this makes more sense to put on the show. Jericho, Taker, which has never had, you know, that singles match on pay-per-view. We talked about that. It's a missing one that we never got. So the only other time they faced was uh big show, right? Triple threat. Survivor, Survivor Series O nine. You 0-9. have it. Yeah. So um yeah it was just it was crazy, but the ride does not stop there.
0: <laughs> no, it does not. It is a whirlwind week heading into this uh pay-per-view because four days after that the match with Rusev is back on. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, again, we find out through Twitter and social media, uh, through Lana, uh, who announces on Twitter that, After much thought, I have notified WWE officials that I have changed my mind. Elusive will celebrate Hashtag Luce Day by burying The Undertaker in the sands of Saudi Arabia and will win the casket match at WWEGRR. Hashtag Rusev
1: Crush. Have a happy Orlusev day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is it. That's the build-up, guys. <laughs> All right. Um What
0: the heck is happening?
1: Well, yeah, and then so there's let's add some more rumor in to this in to it too. So so again, back to Jericho and, and, and Rusev. So again, Jericho has said in, in on his podcast and other interviews that you know Vince then why is there a happy face
0: <laughs> no, no,
1: just, <laughs> the, like okay. <laughs> I don't know what just happened All right <laughs> so, let's leave that in there. All right so Jericho says that Vince takes him back out a few days later but says it's okay, you're still gonna be in the grass for a rumble. And Jericho says Vince told him that the Saudi Prince was a big Rusev fan, so they wanted him in the match. And Jericho's like, no offense to Miro, Rusev, but I don't believe him that the Saudi Prince was a giant fan of Rusev. He's like, there's, it's obviously because I'm working with New Japan and he just doesn't realize, he finally realized the magnitude of it, maybe, like, of him working with New Japan. Of course, Jericho's going to put himself over he's, He's great at that, but then Always. So Rusev also has gone on. So he he after that initial casket match announcement, so April eleventh, uh, TMZ caught up with him, and uh, there's an audio clip we, we can we can get a video clip rather, and he says, you know, they're interviewing him, and he says, you know, Taker has passed his prime, and I'm going to retire him, and it might as well be his last match in WWE. And
0: are you going to send him into retirement? You think if, if he loses at you, you yes. close the casket on him? Yes. Is, is the Undertaker done? Yes. So there's actually a he is chance. He's going to crush him everything with machka. Machka means Russian Bulgarian, just in case you didn't know that. Right. So he's going yeah, yeah. to crush him. Yeah. Can, can this be his last uh, fight in the WWE Undertaker? Yeah.
2: That is going to be. As well. yeah, I would beat him so bad that maybe his last fight. And yeah.
0: it's going to be on the Rusev day. Wow. Because yeah, every cool. day
1: is Rusev day. Rusev has gone on the record saying he thinks that also is what helped get him out of the match because initially, and then again, it dosy he back to Jericho and then back to him. So as of April 16th, uh, so April 11th, <laughs> it was announced Rusev and Undertaker, April 12th, Rusev, Jericho, I mean, Jericho, Taker. And then April 16th, it's back to Rusev and the Undertaker in a casket match in the sands of Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and that is something that we have heard about these Saudi pay-per-views that, that the prince there, uh, has requested certain wrestlers throughout the, the the different events and has wanted these big names. Uh, there's rumors that he's requested guys like Yokozuna and, and yeah. The Giant, and people like that, appear on these pay per views, uh, which is allegedly why they've had guys that look like those people right have kind of appeared there to try to fake yeah. people out. Uh, yeah, that but
1: big, that big Yokozuna-looking dude was there at this right. show. So, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man.
0: It's a strange, strange deal. This whole arrangement with Saudi Arabia is very strange, was very strange, remains very strange. Obviously, they're making massive amounts of money from it, which, yeah. is, which is why it's happening in the first place. All the wrestlers have talked about the paydays, and it's the reason why we start to see so many legends come out, and it, it's going to be why we talk about stuff like Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement and Goldberg coming out of uh, mm-hmm. retirement for these matches with Undertaker on these pay-per-views. Uh, but it, it, it's, they sort of exist in a world so they sort of exist in a world outside of storyline but then they sort of don't
1: either right.
0: um which is why this match that there's nothing there's it's never talked about on TV Rusev is not on TV at all period during this time uh, up until this match he, he doesn't yeah. even feud with he doesn't have matches with anybody he's not around uh and it's disappointing cuz Rusev is the kind of guy who could have had some fun segments with the Undertaker.
1: Mm-hmm. He definitely could have, man. It would have been a lot of fun to see that. It would have been a fun throwback to the old days, you know, like just uh, getting to see them give some promos backstage about what they're gonna do. And I don't know, it just would have been, it would have been a lot of fun. Aiden English would have helped be in the comic relief in it or something like that too, or he could have been scared of the casket, you know, or they, it just would have been, it would have been a lot of fun seeing yeah. them do something like that.
0: You don't even have to have Undertaker appear. You can just have no, Rusev
1: no
0: cutting promos, making facial expressions. He would have been great at that. It would have been yeah. very Yokozuna esque, mm-hmm. um, you know, being afraid of casket. Just some basic stuff like that. Uh, to me Rusev is a guy I don't know if this sounds like a backhanded compliment or that, but like I feel like he would have been an even bigger star in the 80s and 90s oh, than he was question. today um just he he's almost more suited for that time mm-hmm. than his current times
1: yeah I don't, no i agree wholeheartedly and kind of let me just backpedal back to what you said about these mm-hmm. kind of being a, a it's basically a paid show so that that is kind of an insider term i'm not trying to be a mark but it's just you, when you listen to a podcast you know what that is so basically it's just a paid show is like it's like when you're in a a magician for your kids birthday party you, you're paying them and you tell them to perform for you you know what I'm saying so their paid shows are old thing the way the territory days but essentially it would be like you know this circus needs an, an act so they just or this you know festival needs an act so they pay the NWA to come in and they tell them what matches they want so this is essentially that this is uh, the Prince of Saudi's playground basically and he's he's 35 years old today so he's our age Wow. So he would have grown up with Yokozuna, seeing Hogan. He grew up at the same time that we did. So what he saw was international television and all that. And he may have just fell asleep during the Attitude Era and missed all that. He didn't ask for guys like Stone Cold and stuff, you know. So um, he, he he he's a child of the '80s and the '90s. So he that's what he knows. And so, like I said, he's our age. So and he's got they got tons of money and wanting to worry about the politics of or anything, but I'm just saying, like, so this is essentially a paid show. He can say, I want to see a casket match with Undertaker, put this guy in it, whether it's Jericho or... And Vince is going to say, yeah, no doubt, because you're paying me billions of dollars. Like, I'm happy to do that. Like, like that's kind of what it is. I'm not coming to defense of them or anything. I'm just explaining, like, why some of this stuff is kind of weird. Why Shawn Michaels next week, or two weeks from now is going to come out of retirement, you know, like there's weird things happening and it's all because money talks, you know, that's
0: it, man. (laughs) That that is the key to it here. Um, so uh, we can jump into it, man. The greatest Royal rumble, 2018, uh, the, the first and only greatest Royal rumble up to this point, uh, may, excuse me, April 27th, 2018 from King Abdullah international stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, whatever your thoughts are on this show and this deal, you can't deny it. it's it's an incredible yeah. setup. It's an incredible mm-hmm. visual to see this here. Uh, it's a massive stadium, um, outdoor, open open air type deal. Uh, pretty impressive to see.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. And this was one of those that because it's in Saudi Arabia, it comes on at a weird time for those mm-hmm. of us here in America. So I was actually on vacation at Hilton Head, South Carolina. With my family, and I remember this coming on like the middle of the day, and I avoided spoiler, avoided the spoilers, and I remember texting you and saying like, "Don't like, I I, like if you're watching before me, like I'm trying to avoid spoilers." And the only thing you told me, you said just. Make sure you watch Titus, like you told me, that. and I was like, and I was like, what? And you're like, you'll see. And I was like, all right. And uh, boy, were you right. So, uh, yeah, I did watch it later that night once we kind of got wound down at the beach and the kids were asleep and stuff. So, but uh, this is the day we were introduced to the Titus World Slide. So this
0: was it, dude. I mean. Yeah. It's got to be right next to the Shockmaster, dude. Oh, the top yeah. two botches <laughs> of all
1: time. Man. It's so good.
0: It never gets old. I must have watched and it, it is... 30 times
1: that day. And the best part of it is the genuine reactions from the announcement. Like, Corey Graves cannot <laughs> keep it together. He is dying out there. So It's so good. Oh, so I, good! So you I were was, actually out of town at the show too, right?
0: Yeah, right. I, so I was also on vacation, and and so I re- was kind of watching it on my phone in the back seat of a car, mainly because we were doing the podcast in the early days of it at the time, and yeah. so I, I wanted to be sure I saw the Undertaker match happen mm-hmm. live. I really didn't care about anything else. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I went to WrestleMania that year. And then pretty much when I got back, I kind of, uh, kind of stopped watching the the current product pretty much immediately after I stopped regularly following it um, on a regular basis. Um, just kind of, I, I had so much fun at that show, but I was already kind of falling out of it. And then got home and like put on that Raw after Mania that night. It was just like, I don't know, man, something just wasn't there. I just wasn't enjoying it. So it just kind of took a extended break from it. Um, and then all the stuff with this Saudi Arabia deal kind of left a, a sour taste in my mouth with uh, all the negative aspects of it, you know, all the stuff with not letting the women compete on the show and all that sort of stuff like that. Just And them, you know, WB bowing so much to the money of it, it just didn't interest me that much. But because we were committed to the show, uh, you know, I still kept – still have my WWE Network subscription, still giving them my money every month, <laughs> and still watched this match. And uh, I remember seeing Titus O'Neil trending on Twitter. It was just like, he must have died or something. There's no reason why Titus <laughs> O'Neil would be right. trending. And uh, he nearly did die. <laughs> he he could wonder. have died. did die. Yeah,
1: if there had been anything, a metal beam right there. <laughs> He'd be dead. Oh my word! Oh, I love how nuts he goes when he gets in the ring. Too, he is fired up. He's so <laughs> embarrassed. He got, like I think it's it's a biggie or Kofi he attacks or Woods, Anyway, one of those guys said like he he lit. he doing. He was throwing potatoes. Like he was eating them alive with those punches and kicks. And like, he was so mad, dude. But anyway, that is definitely the what highlight of the show. For, no, for without us. question, but the highlight of this episode of Talking Tanker 179 is gonna be you know this this casket match. So, we've got um, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxon on commentary today, tonight, whatever time of day you watched it. So, um, it goes on third from the top under the uh, Brock vs Roman Universal Title Cage Match and the Greatest Royal Rumble Match itself. So. Um, again, that match definitely should have been the main event, but you know, third billing from the top under those two is not bad at all. And kind of where Taker is. if he's not in the main event, he pretty much rests right around there. So.
0: Yep. Yep. Without question. And they're, they're going to continue to build up undertaker here as they mm-hmm. give him a hype video before the match, there's nothing to build up for this rivalry. So they just build up the legacy of the undertaker here, I guess for the Saudi fans. And, uh, it's a really cool video. Uh, you, I love that there's a lot of commentary from guys like Jr. and Vince even and and The King throughout this video as we see a lot of his greatest hits throughout the years. Um, They don't show this on the show, but there is... And if you're on the network, and uh, you can go through some of the pre-show stuff, there is a quick promo from Rusev and Aiden English before uh, before the show starts of them walking into the arena and talking about the match, and, and Rusev says, So, Rusev, tonight we face the phenom, The Undertaker, in a casket match. Right? The casket match is, is The Undertaker's match, too,
2: so are you worried? No, because I was studying the history, and he lost quite a few of them. Yeah, come on. So it's not a big deal. Plus, I have Aiden with me. A weapon of undeniable value. Um, Aiden, do you have a special song for once the casket is closed on the undertaker? Mm-hmm. So I answer a question day. with a question. Do I ever not have a special song? Day. It's Rusev Day. Even here and in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, it is Rusev Day. It's Rusev Day. It's the greatest Rusev Day. It's the greatest Rusev rumble. And brother.
1: No, that's that's really.
0: That's the only sort of promo build up and yeah. all that we get.
1: Well, you know what was cool about that that video package you talked about is that seeing all those like it's as we're winding down, talking taker. When like you said before we start recording, we're in the single digits now, like as for how many we got left. Like, um, we've covered every single one of those moments, and it was cool for me as as you and I have done this together. It was cool for me to see like. Every single one know exactly when they came from, where they were, what we like, when we talked about them. It was just really fun to see all that, and I'm sure we'll get to that as we get to, um, you know, as his career wraps up here. But um, it was just really neat. But uh, yeah, like you said, video package plays, and then immediately we come back, and there's a casket already at ringside, so that explains why the long video package <laughs> with yeah, no buildup. True, true. <laughs> yeah, the casket's already there.
0: Well, dude, I I did my Lana impression earlier. I, I, as our resident uh, musician here on Talking Taker, I, I think you have to give us your uh, Aiden English impression as, as he comes out next.
1: Okay. So, yeah, the lights are off. We see the fireflies in the audience, which is funny because they – fireflies in Saudi Arabia, man. But anyway, then we hear
0: <laughs> –
1: over the PA system and Aiden English <laughs> comes out and says, Today – is the Undertaker's final day. Locked in a casket and buried away. And we'll celebrate on this triumphant. I think he loses his place there. And he says, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what day is today.
0: Rusev Day. Oh, that spot on. <laughs>
1: wow. I practiced my aid in English back in the day. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't an English <laughs> major over here. Exactly. That's an English one and one. Uh,
0: and that's gonna bring out Rusev to the stage with that giant Happy Rusev Day logo on the Tron behind him. He's all hyped up. He's excited to be here. I mean, this is a cool thing uh, yeah. for for I, for a young guy like him. That, that's one of that's always neat whenever Undertaker gets to interact. Yeah, with somebody from that generation. Uh, no matter what the circumstances
1: are, yeah. Be like if we were wrestling now, and they're like, "Hey, bro, are you can gonna be in tag, match? match your take like, "Fck yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. laugh too. I would laugh too. I get it. I get where his mindset was at when he laughed, because we're the same age. Like, it's, uh, I think so. He might be a year or two older than us, but anyway, whatever. But um. Yeah, it's funny because, like you say, he comes out, and then Byron Saxton has a pretty good point, actually, which is rare. He says, Um, mm-hmm. you know, the last time someone questioned the Undertaker, look what happened in WrestleMania to John Cena. So, uh, and then Grave, Graves makes an even better point. Corey's always spot on. He goes, you know, when's the last time we've ever had a casket match? On Rusev Day, that's a great point. Phenomenal. He's done his research, man. Yes, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it it is the first casket match in three years that Michael Cole points out, uh, and it is the uh, first one we've seen the Undertaker in in ten years since two thousand eight. So it has been a while, and it is the the one
1: three years ago.
0: Probably Kane. Yeah, I think didn't weird. I think Kane and Daniel Bryan. Had one, maybe? Am I making uh, maybe that Maybe they did. I don't know. Kane had one and with then, somebody.
1: Yeah, and then Braun and Kalisto had a dumpster bale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dumpster fire.
0: Yeah.
1: That was very <bearing> important. <laughs> Why
0: have they never done a dumpster fire match? Inferno <laughs> plus dumpster match?
1: Maybe that's what the new Firefly match will be at. Royal Rumble. <laughs> Who knows? Must be do. in for a dumpster fire match. And Bray Wyatt just dumped all the jobbers <laughs> <at> in <him. laughs> it. be great. <laughs> like Jackson Riker. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> did He just dumped, dumped all these guys in there. <laughs> Anyway,
0: oh my God, Uh, (laughs) uh, Rusev and English—they make their way out and they stare at the casket, and then, of course, Undertaker makes them wait for a little bit, and then the gong hits, and you know it's going to be a big entrance here. All the flames, all the lasers that we saw at WrestleMania—the Sonya Blade lasers, as you called them, Travis, Mm -hmm. and uh, accurately. And uh, Undertaker makes his way out, as Michael Cole says, no matter where he walks on the earth, no matter what continent, the reaction is the same for The Undertaker. And he is absolutely right here. This crowd (laughs) has never seen The Undertaker in person before. Uh, Probably no one in this arena had ever seen him there. And I noticed it here, and I noticed it on the next show that we cover too, you see every single person's cell phone Everyone. in this arena taking a video of this entrance, man.
1: Everyone, and that's that. I want. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is very apparent here and next week's episode too. Like you said, because we've talked about how attitude era, it was signs, signs everywhere, signs. Well, now it's morphed into instead of taking a sign to get on TV, you take your cell phone, you film it, and then you tweet it or you insta it or you tiktok it or like that's that's your sign now like technology has changed
0: the fan
1: to not taking signs taking your device and then putting it on you know it's like for instantly for people to see so that's and it really hit me here man watching that because again i'm blown away it's saudi arabia is not a third world country man. i mean they they have tons of money as we've seen by the you know what they've rolled out for the wwe here but like You just, you don't think about Saudi Arabia and all these massive amount of fans having the, even being interested in having the phones out and taking pictures, like, it was just it was mind-blowing to see, man. It really was.
0: You just, you just blew my mind. That's like the most insightful comment we've had 179 episodes, dude. I'm sorry. Talking about, me, man. dude, that just, I just want to talk about that, man. How, uh, that's a, that's a college paper right there. How, hey,
1: St. <laughs> yeah, Ridley, that, you got that, it, brother. That's
0: how you used to get noticed and that's how you get it noticed. It
1: is. Oh, uh, man. I mean, I, I a, noticed I it a there, but then yet. when you said that, it really just struck me. I was like, man, that's it right there, That's dude. the evolution so.
0: right there that we talk about from week that's to week. Right. Dude. That's cool. Um, Undertaker, of we? course. He's, well, you know, we still haven't even gotten Undertaker to the <laughs> ring yet. He's still walking <laughs> to the ring in the midst of all that. Uh, he does take a moment to pause at the casket, and he does something we I don't think we've really seen him do before. He kind of places his hands on yeah. the casket uh, there, which is a nice, cool little touch. And um, we see Rusev in English on the other side of the ring, waiting outside of it, and. Undertaker finishes up his entrance. He's got the same robe that we saw him wear uh, at WrestleMania 33. We saw him wear it last month, too. Very intricately designed. And he gives Rusev English a stare down as he takes the mm-hmm. hat off.
1: He does. Like you say, he takes the hat off, thunder cracks, crowd pops huge again. And again, this is maybe the one time they're ever going to see him. They don't know what's in store, you know, like for the rest of these Saudi shows. So, um, and then. Michael Cole again points out what we've been saying, but he says it on the broadcast. He says, "You know, everyone is on their feet, everyone is filming, everyone is snapping photos, so it's even apparent to them, you know." And um, Michael Cole then tells us that Taker's first casket match was in '92 against Kamala, and he's had 16 total. So I didn't realize we'd covered 16. That's a lot, dude. Yeah, I mean, some of the not all I mean, of them were paid. Some of them were on, yeah, Raws and Smackdowns and Heat or whatnot. But like, we have. Eventually, we've talked about each and every one of them, which is crazy to think about. So, um, but that's going to bring us to the bell. The bell's going to ring, and we're going to get started here.
0: Yeah, um, looks like Taker's hat was about a size too small. He's got a giant yeah. red mark <laughs> across his face. It looks. Like- from- <laughs>
1: Remember, like in middle school, they'd tell you take Big Red and you lick the foil and stick it on your forehead to see how long it can last? You <laughs> think like somebody ribbed been, him backstage? It's like someone's been ribbon taker. Like, you think Swaggle came Big out Red. and licked a Big Red? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Kane, the Big Red Machine. He's, that's where he got his name from. They used to have challenges backstage and he let it last the longest on his head. So he's the Big Red Machine. We just made that what up was right the, now. Uh, <laughs> What was the op?
0: Like, you put ice on your, or you put salt on your hand and put oh it in, my God. in put ice it in. water or something? Was that it?
1: Uh, I think you just so you, p- pour salt on your hand and hold a block of ice to it or something. Yes. Like that. It was it something like burn. stupid. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looks like Taker did the big red challenge and got his head. His head is like, oh, yeah, his head is three sizes too small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, we talked about Rusev being an old-school type of guy here, and that's how this match is going to go, uh, really especially at the beginning here as uh, Taker immediately asks for the casket to be opened, and then is going to take a powder as Taker's mind games get to him early on, uh, and he's going to go talk to Aiden English and say, I'm not ready yet, not ready yet. Very old-school heel style.
1: Oh, yeah, it's very reminiscent of, like, a Coliseum video match. You know, the stuff we cover, the secret hidden gems and stuff like that. But um, yep. the Masati is just blowing up for Taker, man. They're just roaring, screaming his name, chanting his name. And Rusev roll, he gets back in the ring, and then you think they're about to go out, and he rolls back out to a course of boost. Because, again, even though he's got the Rusev Day stuff, he's supposed to be the heel here. And he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job being the heel here. And then Taker comes out after him punches him a couple times, throws him back in the ring, and he's going to climb in behind him.
0: He does. Uh, Rusev's going to hit him with a couple punches, get the upper hand, but he's going to take a moment to taunt to the crowd, and that lets Undertaker get up, toss Rusev into the corner, wrench the arm, hit a few shoulder blocks, and then he's going to head up top and connect with Old School, which, as we mentioned on our WrestleMania 34 episode, he was not doing that for uh, a few matches uh, back in 2017 and 2016. So it's good to see him back and able to bust that out again.
1: Oh yeah. He's, he's uh, yeah, that new hip is is excellent. It's doing good. He's showing it off here and he's putting on, putting on the, uh, you know, the greatest hits for all the, the fans in Saudi here. So he throws Rusev on top of the casket. And of course, Rusev freaks out and kind of backs away from it. And Aiden runs around there and talks him, you know, kind of talks him down and Rusev gathers himself and, Um, Byron Saxon tells us that he was talking to Rusev earlier and Rusev's favorite casket match was Royal Rumble 94. Mm. So Maybe he's gonna go try to kill the dead.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe he's gonna bring out Jeff Jarrett and, and Crush. And... <laughs> maybe well, the Saudi
1: King might have wanted that. The Prince. <laughs> he gave those guys Diesel Head yeah. Shrinkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that
0: awesome, <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome, actually. Yeah,
1: that'd been awesome. Good, Chris probably two weeks in a row. <laughs>
0: Oh, Rusev is, is uh, he's going to pull Undertaker out of the ring, hit some strikes on him, uh, ram him into the guardrail, and then Undertaker reverses an Irish whip. He sends Rusev into the barricade over by the timekeeper and nearly knocks that thing over, and then uh, Undertaker's going to bounce him off the announce table and toss Rusev back into the ring.
1: Back in the ring, Taker's up on the apron, hits an apron leg drop, rolls in, motions for the casket to be open. He rolls Rusev across the ring and puts him in the casket, actually. So we got the first casket action right here. But then he's going to go close it, and Aiden English, the old wily uh, thespian that he is, he's going to stop Taker from closing the lid, and then Taker's going to get out and stalk Aiden up the ramp. So again, it really does remind me of an old school, early 90s casket match with Taker.
0: That's exactly what this is, dude. Uh, Modified for 2018. That's all this is here. Uh, Because as Undertaker stalks Aiden, uh, Rusev's going to come up from behind and roll Undertaker back into the ring. Uh, Rusev's going to nail a very impressive big kick to the head uh, when Taker heads back into the ring and hits some stomps on him. And The crowd's trying to get behind the dead man. Uh, Rusev's going to hit some more strikes in the corner. But Undertaker keeps fighting out. Uh, they're throwing hands. Rusev gets the better of it, but Undertaker's going to bounce off the ropes uh, and drop Rusev with a right hand.
1: Yeah, he said drops him with a punch. Uh, Taker's going to headbutt him. Uh, Irish whips Rusev, but then Rusev's going to reverse here and hit the spinning heel kick, which was always an impressive move. I think he still does it in AEW nowadays, but um, uh, he's, it's really good to see. cool to see a big man do that every now and then you know you don't want to see him fly around the cruiserweight all the time but he can he could get up there and do that but then he eyes the casket starts dropping some elbows on taker and then he's motions that he's going to do the accolade so they used to do the rusev crush thing i don't remember what he says now but maybe he says rusev day but he does the accolade and stomp on taker's back softening him up to get him in the accolade
0: rusev's gonna lock that in for a few seconds and then ask for the casket to be opened. But as he's doing that, the Undertaker sits up. And Rusev turns around, gets goozled by the Undertaker. Uh, Rusev is able to hop out though, and they trade hands there for a second. But Undertaker gets the better of it and does connect with the choke slam. So he goes to toss Rusev into the casket. But Aiden English is going to give it one last gasp to try to prevent his mentor uh to from from losing here
1: yeah he's gonna try but uh not gonna pay off here so he's gonna run in the ring and Taker's gonna just choke slam him hit the throat slash he's gonna tombstone Aiden English so I don't know if they just didn't want to get Rusev up or what just be careful but um gets a tombstone to Aiden English he drags Aiden English over there rolls him in the casket as well so we got two for one special and then he slams the casket lid and wins what will become his final casket match at nine minutes and forty seconds. So wasn't very long, less than ten minutes, but you know what, man? Uh it was just a classic old school match, man. <laughs> yep. Like it wasn't it didn't blow my wig back, but like it wasn't bad either, you know?
0: It was a house show match. It was yeah. not a barn burner, like no. you said, Coliseum video special match. But that's cool dude we, we haven't seen something like that in a long time mm-hmm. it's cool to see taker in there with somebody from the current generation exactly uh, it, it's it's so that's really neat to see him 28 years in his career uh, it's fun to see him against the legends but i think it's always cool to see him against the younger guys too um you know it it doesn't matter if rusev gets squashed by him here i mean it's no. it's an honor dude he's not yeah you know, and it, and he gets in enough offense to look strong against him. But, I mean, it's the Undertaker and the casket match. It's right. it's an honor to get buried softly by him here. Um, and he is pretty soft with him, dude. He, he, he's oh, pretty yeah. ginger with him as he tosses him in the casket. But uh,
1: yes.
0: we do get our signature casket cam footage. Um, yeah. I was thinking about it during the match. Like, where is the casket cam? But we finally see it during a replay as we see Undertaker closing the lid. And then Undertaker's going to pose, Shakespeare pose, and get some massive fireworks shooting up from the top of the stadium here. And then he's going to make his way to the top of the stage, give us the look back and the fist raise. And he's going to call it a night and get a nice little payday from this.
1: Oh, I'm sure he got a grand payday, uh, probably a 100 grand payday. But, uh, yeah, he raises a fist and crowd pops real big for him. So, you know, this is one of those feel-good, send the fans – Home happy, not home. there's two more matches left, but you know give them give them what they want there there are times when, like you said, this is a paid show it's uh not really in storyline technically kind of it kind of is kind of isn't so this is a really just a fun Give the fans what they want And you know? it's the
0: first time in this brand new country I mean, yeah, it's like you know if uh if Bur springsteen went to to a new country for the first time, he's not going to bust out you know a night full of deep cuts. Dude, right he, he's gonna play born in the usa he's gonna play yeah. born to run danced in the dark and that sort of stuff you know to give these people that mm-hmm. show if he goes to new jersey you will know, play you know play for four hours and play all yeah. the songs <laughs> you know you know on the uh, on the b-sides and everything for the hardcore fans this isn't for the hardcore fans this is for people who had never seen this sort of stuff before so right that's exactly what this is that's exactly what it's for it's not something you need to go out of your way to watch but it's fine. It's fun. It's it's okay for what it is.
1: Yeah, and let me just um, put a little bow on the Jericho involvement here. So, uh, so again, Chris Jericho allegedly told by Vince he's going to be in the casket match. Bruce has gets in there. Jericho's back in. Bruce has Bruce has back in. Jericho's in the Great Royal Rumble, which was what he was originally advertised for. Chris Jericho gets flown to Saudi Arabia. He's probably there for 40 million hours before the show starts. Like It's, it's a long night. Yes. He comes in as the number 50 entrant in the greatest Royal Rumble, eliminates Shelton Benjamin only, and is eliminated in under four minutes. And he has gone on record saying it was a six-figure payday. So to <laughs> me, he got the last laugh during all these booking changes and all this mess. He had a six-figure payday Whoa. to come out for four minutes. But still, primo spot, the final entry in a world Not was a big bad. deal. That is that is good, brother. <laughs> <This> is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good politicking right there.
0: <laughs> you can't argue with that, man. No. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> going back in hindsight... Would you have rather seen Chris Jericho in this match? Do you think it would have been a better match? Or do you think they would have kind of just done the same thing, just sort of, you know, paint by numbers type deal here?
1: I think it would have been a, I think it still would have been the same result, obviously, but I think they would have had a little more fun, maybe a little more time, just because Jericho's a bigger name and he can oh, yeah. Yeah. No no disrespect to, to Rusev, but Jericho is a big name. I mean he is a marquee name you can put his name on and people are gonna come to see him. And he's got crossover appeal, you know, um, as well. And they can call it in the ring. They can do whatever they want to do. You know, those guys aren't going to get in trouble for doing something, uh, you know, off the cuff or whatever. So I think it would. I, I would have when, – when they announced Rusev and Taker, I was like, cool. Doesn't make sense, but that's cool. When they announced Jericho and Taker, I was like, I don't even know what just happened in the last 24 hours. But I'm more excited for this than I was – yesterday so um yeah i would have been more excited to have seen jericho and taker but it gets us to talk about rusev on dog taker so that's cool
0: (laughs) that's true yeah it's something we definitely did not expect when we started this podcast three years ago but uh you know let's hear from you guys let's hear what you thought about this match and this moment and this bizarre build up hit us up on social media at talking taker Uh, It's all about Twitter. So uh, let's go to the Twitter machine and let's hear from what you guys said. Uh, We actually got a good amount of comments for this one. Um, The downturn uh, told or said, I honestly forgot this ever happened and it wasn't even that long ago. So (laughs) can't blame you there. Uh, Princeton John said, this was so weird. Went from Rusev to Jericho, back to Rusev, still don't understand what happened. But knowing this was Undertaker's last casket match is bittersweet. Either way, and just how crazy this match landed exactly on Rusev Day—man, totally crazy. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh... Uh,
0: he also shares a link to um, an article with a, a Rusev interview, where he says Undertaker, you know, showed him a lot of respect after the match, told him he enjoyed working with him, and paid cool. him some compliments. So that—that that, that is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's a new one, Travis, uh, and someone that, um, all of our listeners should go follow. It is collecting dead man. He is cool. at collect up dead. This is a guy who is sharing his massive undertaker memorabilia collection on Twitter. Oh, wow. Uh, just joined has posted some really cool pictures, some really obscure, cool stuff. So, uh, everybody go check them out. He says, I remember I was working when this was taking place in the afternoon. We talked about it was coming on Mm -hmm. at a weird time of day. So he's checking his WWE app for updates for who won. Uh, When I got home, I was able to watch it and actually loved it. Taker hit all the classics, and I felt like this Cena match should have gotten as much time. So it's interesting. Could have seen the Cena match get a few more minutes and be something more like this. Uh, And then uh, at Watch Along Tommy Uh, He was not there for this one. Uh, No, you're surprised by that.
1: (laughs) It
0: would have been insane. He had some
1: fly over to Stoddy. I I
0: wouldn't put it past him, (laughs) Some of the stuff he said. uh, Said it was such a weird spot for Rusev during this time. Most over guy in the company, but for some reason, WWE just were convinced that they would continue to use him as a heel no matter what. Says he appreciated the simplistic booking of these shows at first. Uh, You know, like we said, playing the hits, applauding the heroes for doing so. Baby faces were cheered. Heels will brood. Very old school stuff here. Got to agree with that. And then shout out to Randy Turco, who uh, shared our t-shirt. We have a t-shirt for mm-hmm. this match based off of Rusev's tweet, tpublic.com. You can get a Bury Me Softly Brother t-shirt. Uh, I don't think WWE ever made one, which kind of shocks me. Of course but uh, not. We have one, so you can get one and support our show along with all the other great Talking Taker merchandise. Uh, it'll be up there to support us in our final days as we keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride. We continue our world tour as we take a flight over down under to Australia for the Super Showdown. The last time ever The Undertaker will face Triple H, uh, at least for a couple months. Uh <laughs> Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> last time ever as of that night um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: many like conditions and, uh, it's so conditional
0: this is uh obviously you see this is a short episode shorter than we're used to not as short as they used to be i mean we'd probably no. laugh if you told us in uh when we started this podcast we were going to make this an hour long episode but yeah. um yeah we will make up for it next week because there is a uh, as little buildup as there is for this match, there is just as much, uh, you know, e- e- you know, the opposite of that building into <laughs> yeah. Undertaker and Triple H next week, and we will cover this, it. All. We wish it was
1: 140 characters or less.
0: Me, yes, yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, me too, but it's not. It's, but it
0: is interesting, you know. Uh, yeah. I think. Um, uh, we've already both watched it. We both have our notes. I think we—it's uh, a rare thing that we have sort of a, a different opinion. So uh, we, we might have a little uh, little disagreement on that match next week. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. We'll discuss that. And um, yeah, man, we are in our—we are in the single digits of talking taker episodes left. Single digits of Undertaker matches. Uh, we have Travis and I have talked about couple extra things that we might try to squeeze in before the end but listeners let us know let us know what we've missed let us know if there's anything special you want to hear from us in our final episodes that we haven't covered somehow Uh, if there's like a watch along that that you want us to do that we haven't done yet uh, we want to do this for you guys we want to finish out strong Uh, we want to give you guys what you want because you guys have supported us and given us so much along the way so if there's anything extra that you want to hear us do we'd love to hear your ideas uh I'm not making any promises but uh we'd love to hear your ideas if if we like those ideas too uh we might throw in some more bonus stuff before we finish things up uh just uh you know uh a- around March uh we'll we'll hit the end there and uh, we'll, we'll celebrate it. We'll, we'll give our top 20 matches. We'll kind of talk about this whole journey we've been on. But, yeah, um, I was just thinking about that today. You guys listening out there, if there's anything, you got any ideas, uh, we'd love to hear them.
1: Oh, absolutely. We love uh, the interaction from you guys. We love doing it for you guys, and we love having you along for the ride. And um, glad some of you have been there since uh, day one-ish, you know? like You've been down since day one-ish, and some of you have been down since uh, – you know, just recently, you've gone back and listened to everything. So that's impressive. And, again, we just appreciate any and all of you that listen or watch on YouTube. Um, but, uh, man, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But if you were there in the King Dave. Abdullah International Stadium in Jeddah, please. Saudi Arabia, that would be, for the love be of incredible. God, for the love of Allah, please let us know <laughs> that you were there. We would love to hear that. Um, and uh, – yeah, we'd love... That'd be insane if we could hear from somebody who was actually there. So, insane in the membrane. But, um, you know, I'm, before I sign off here, I remember being yeah, like yeah, a yeah. little concerned of how they were going to react to Taker. Because he's such a macabre figure, you know, and that's not really celebrated in their culture. And they didn't go all out with Grim Reaper stuff. But, like, I thought, casket match death is going to be a little bit... I wasn't sure, but dude, they didn't care. They just, they loved seeing that guy, man. It was awesome. So anyway, but yeah, if you were there, let us know. Uh, go buy your Bear Me Softly Brothers shirt. I'm surprised Miro doesn't have one of those on AEW shop. Bear Me Softly <laughs> brother. But um, anyway, yeah, let us know what your thoughts of, of this show. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe. Happy Rusev Day. And most importantly, take her easy.
2: And then they took me out. And everybody was thinking, why they took him out? Did uh, he Oh, cause oh yeah yeah yeah. That's what the thing. They said they took me out because I I I commented on Twitter, uh, bury me softly, brother. So that has nothing to do with anybody being in or out or whatever. I just said that because you know it was a casket match and he ordered a casket. I thought you gotta be buried and all that. That's why I said bury me softly. And everybody took it so. So somewhere, nowhere near in this universe what it was supposed to be.